darkness for Jonathan's sake. And then the Bible says right there that they that his servant found uh, this son, this son that had been living with someone else. They hid this son away so that he would not be in the, the, the fray or in the system or whatever it took place because of the transition of power. But now that we understand God's unmerited favor, I need you to grab hold of this. Therefore, seek to give the undeserved uh, to the undesirable. What you don't deserve that this the son of Jonathan even though David had a relationship with Jonathan he did not have to give this to his son he did he was undeserving of it because there was a transition of power and 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 so now uh the undeserved was getting ready to receive the kingdom the 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 the, the assets all that Saul owned all that Jonathan had and he was an undesirable person because we know back then in that day because he had an affliction that meant he was cast off he was cast away he was looked at and regarded as someone without a without a chance or without an opportunity but how many people have can I tell this morning that just because you grew up in an undesirable situation an undesirable mindset an undesirable opportunity in your life that 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 does not mean that you're undeserving or or that God is still blessing who's undeserving God is still blessing who does not uh, seem to be uh, uh, qualified to receive it. I came to tell somebody right now, just because you were undesirable back then does not mean that God is not qualifying you right now. Somebody tell your neighbor that I'm qualified no matter what. I'm qualified because God has uh, set me apart. God has a calling on my life. God, I, I don't. I know that I don't look like I'm supposed to be where you, where, where you think I should be, but God has me in position position in place to receive from his grace there there are kids there are young people right now who have gone through all manners of issues that are dealing with issues right now but I came by to tell you don't cast them out don't let them go by the wayside matter of fact it's your opportunity to grab hold of them right now and show the same grace towards them that God has shown towards you yeah I'm, I'm, I'm coming down your street real quick because I need you to remember some time in your life where you was out there, where you did not deserve it, where you had the favor of God all on your life when you knew that you were in complete error or incomplete wrong, but God stepped in and said, no, that's my child. If I gave you my own personal testimony, we could spend the next couple of days talking about my mess ups and my failure. And I believe if I gave you the microphone, if I gave you the chance to talk, that you could talk about your mess ups, your, your faults and your failures, the things that you still doing right now that nobody knows that you're doing but th but the grace of God which is the unmerited favor is still blessing you is still keeping you is still producing in your life but now God is simply saying if you can come out from that and you can understand that I have a heart of grace and you can operate with a heart of grace we can change the narrative about you somebody say God's unmerited favor God's unmerited favor, God's grace for his people, God's grace in the time of 
uh, of circumstance and situations because I need you to grab grab this because the unmerited favor of God and I'm I'm going to try to get through this quickly because I don't want any more glitches. We know when the enemy is mad at the word of God that he'll cause all types of things to happen. So I need you to see this and understand this that that the unmerited favor says this I can't what what God blanks to me and when we look at our scripture in our text right now real quick I need you to look at second Samuel highlight this in your books highlight this in your Bible or on your phone don't be afraid David said to him for I will surely David said, I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. So when we see this and we, we, we see what, what was happening right here, you, you got to understand that you can't earn God's grace. You can't earn the unmerited favor. And, and understand this even more, what God entrusts you with, it, what God entrusts you with that you got to realize uh, uh, he's entrusting it to you for a purpose and an assignment. So now, if, if, if you can't earn what God is trusting you with, yeah, last week I told you faith without works is dead. And if I'm telling you that faith without works is dead, that, that, that there are some things that we got to do, but we still can't work for God's grace. We can't work for his unmerited favor in our life. We can live a life that is holy, a life that is righteous, a life that is pleasing in God's sight, but he'll still show grace to those who seem like they're undeserving. And I can tell you from personal experience that there were times in my life that I did not deserve grace, that I did not deserve mercy, but God saw fit because he had a bigger picture in plan he had a bigger plan in store for my picture and if you look at yourself right now you gotta simply say to yourself God there God has a bigger picture for me got a bigger plan for me got a bigger anointing for me got a bigger opportunity for me and he's showing me grace right now so that I can get myself together somebody declared that it's time for me to get myself together it's time for me to get myself together why because because God's grace, God's favor, God's mercy, and God's best for me is still ahead in my life. So now understanding that and wanting to see just the best that God has for you, we need to realize that in this moment, the son of Jonathan was standing before King David. The, the, David said, don't be afraid. I, I know I'm the king right now, but, but there was a relationship that I had with your father. There was a relationship. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to let you know that because I had relationship with him, I'm going to have relationship with you. And the Bible says that David told him that he will always eat at his table. That means he will always be there in the king's court. He will always have the opportunity to be great, to, to have the, the best of life, to have the things that God called him to have because of his legacy. So now we see the son and we see what, what David says to him. And, and then the Bible says in the 13th verse in Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table, 
but yet and still he was lame in both feet. Yet and still he had an affliction. Yet and still he had a problem that nobody, a lot of other people would not accept. Yeah, there's some people in your life that you're still showing grace to and people don't understand why you're showing grace and mercy to them. There are some people that have hurt you. There are some people that have left you. There are some people that simply are undesirable, but people want to know why do you still have them around in your life? And it's simply because put because of the relationship I've built with them, because of the relationship I have with them. Yeah, I know you don't accept them, but God accept them. God still loves them. And if God still loves them, and if I'm chasing after a, 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 the, the, the heart of grace, I still got to accept some people that may not be acceptable in your sight. But the relationship God has given me to build with them, I'm still moving forward with it. I don't care what you say. I don't care what it may look like in your eyes. But in God's eyes, He's because he's given me grace, I'm showing a harder grace to somebody else. And I believe that David gave us the blueprint in this example right here. I believe that even in the midst when when we, we looked at in the first week where David could have cut uh, could have killed Saul in the tomb I mean, in the cave when Saul was looking for him. David still showed grace to Saul because he loved him because Saul was his king. Saul was his Lord. And at that moment, that same grace that showed that David showed then he's showing right now. I could have done away with you. I could have killed you. I could have removed your bloodline. But yet and still, I love your brother so much that I'm giving you an opportunity to sit in my court. Who is it that you need to show grace to? Who is it that you need to show mercy to? Who is it that you've been walking around looking nasty at and, and, and all because of something somebody else did? So you're taking it out on the next set because you and your brother got into it. You you won't go get your niece and your nephews and, and they know they love aunt or uncle so-and-so, but you won't go get them. Who am I dealing with this morning? That, that, that even in your own personal relationship, some relationships you need to go back and simply say you know what I, let's bury the hatch right now I may not keep you in my life but the grace that God showed me I'm going to show you the grace that God has given over me the unmerited favor to still be in a place of prominence in the kingdom of God I'm going to show you in this place and in this realm right now why because you got to get this there comes a point where where the son of Jonathan said he, he, he could never repay what David just did for him. He could never repay the grace that David showed to him. It, it was nothing he could do that said, I, uh, here it is, but, but show up for dinner. Mm -mm -mm. It was nothing he could do but say, here I am and thank you. Yeah, too often do we see kids and opportunities where we're expecting them to grow up where all they're saying is mom and dad all I all, all I can do is say thank you all all I can do is say thank you for what you've done for me all I can do is say thank you for showing me when, when, when I did not love myself thank you for being there for me when it seemed like I was running a hundred miles south thank you for being there for me when when my grades weren't right thank you for being there for me when it seemed like I was getting ready to lose my mind thank you for being there for me when it seems like I that I didn't have a way out thank you and because you can show your kids this God can show then then you can show them what kind of God it is for them to serve because this is 
pursuing the heart of God, the God that says that even when you mess up, I'm still here. Even when you uh, seem like you're a liar, a thief, or, 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 or a murderer, I still have my son's blood that will redeem you when you're ready to submit your life to me. Just because you messed up does not mean I'm throwing you out. Somebody look at their child and say, I'm not throwing you away. I don't care what the world say. Too much is going on in this world, and if you need somebody to to be in your corner. I'm going to be in your corner. Oh, who am I talking to right now? I need somebody to call somebody's child that seemed that their parents done left them, the, the, that they kicked them to the curb and simply say, God loves you. And if God loves you, I love you. I know you're not right right now, but I'm going to keep on praying for you. I'm going to keep on interceding for you. I'm going to keep on building a relationship with God that I'm constantly speaking your name to God because God loves you and God has a part opportunity for you who am I talking to because you could never repay what God is doing in your life somebody say I could never repay it but 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 now we see that the redemption that God has what God redeems for me what did he redeem he redeemed your life the Bible said that he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly somebody declare I have life I have life and I'm I have life in the kingdom of God. I have life and have that more abundantly. So now I can sit at the table of the king. I believe in this story right here that when David told Jonathan's son that he could sit at the table, God is simply telling us that, yes, I know where, where, where you should be, but you can sit at my table. Yes, I know what I should do with you, but yet you can sit at my table. Yes, I know all that you've been through, but you can sit at my table. Why? Because God loves you. And in this chase and in this pursuing of God, we, we got to realize that, that the redemption that Jesus Christ has for us, the blood that he shed for us on Calvary's cross, it came without un, it came with unmerited grace. It came with the favor of God. It came with the mercy, the mercy of God. And your children right now, wherever they are, I dare you grab hold of their hands and tell them that God's grace is over our family. God's grace is over our life. God's grace is in our hearts. God's grace is right here with us. And even though we don't deserve his best, God is still blessing us every day. God is still being a way maker. I dare you tell them children those times where you didn't have money for food, but God became a way maker. I dare you tell your children those times where you didn't know how you was going to pay the rent, but God still showed mercy over your life. Those times where, where in your life that you didn't know what you was going to do for them but God said I'll never leave you nor forsake you I dare you begin to talk to your children about God's grace about God's mercy about God's favor in your life and how he redeemed you how he brought you from those places yeah most of your kids don't know that you got a troubled past that you got a troubled history where you did some things and and, and you and you live some certain ways but God still loved you and because he loved you, he still held on to you. Because he loved you, he still was there for you. The Bible says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. The Bible says, because he lives, the songwriter, excuse me, he said, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. And just because of that, when you realize that he said, therefore, I could, you could, he could never repay it. 
Somebody declare, I can never repay what God's done for me. I can never repay it. If You know, I love Shirley Caesar, and she's one of my distant cousins. That's I'm, I'm, I'm name dropping real quick, but she's one of my distant cousins. But, but there's a song that she had back in the 80s where she talked about the mother and a son, a mother who gave birth to a son, but she... The son came to her one day with a, a bill of laden saying, Mama, this is what you owe me. He had the for cutting the grass, for taking out the trash, for doing his homework, for making his bed. He had this whole list of what he felt like his mother owed him for the work that he's done. The mother looked at the, the, the list and the Bible, I mean, the song said that she began to weep up because she remembered and Shirley Caesar can sing it best because I can't sing at all. But Shirley Caesar sings it best. And she said, for the nine months I carried you growing inside me, no charge for the nights and the tears and the uh, the, the, the whatever the song may be. I can't remember every lyric to the song, but she said no charge. This morning I came to tell you that right now you have an opportunity for no charge. For no charge for the wages of your sin. No charge for the, the bad relationships you've been in. No charge for walking away from God. No charge for all these things that you've done that were displeasing in God's sight. The Bible says that you, you, you cannot pay for his grace and his mercy. It's, the Bible says that grace and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And then you shall dwell in the house of the Lord. But, but now in this moment, in this time, as broken as you are, I need you to know that there's no redemptive thing that you can do that can bring you into right relationship except give your life to Christ because there is no charge. Jesus paid, Christ paid the cost for your sins he paid the cross for he, for your blood on the on the cross on Calvary I'm excited about this because it does something to me every time I talk about how he died for me how they stretched him on an old rugged cross how they nailed his hands they nailed my savior and there is no cost that I there is nothing that I could do to repay him for that there is something be his child. So now in this moment where we see David dealing with Jonathan's son, there was nothing Jonathan's son could do to say thank you except be at the king's table. There's nothing you can do to say thank you except give your life to Christ. Who am I dealing with this morning? That God is saying, have you not seen what I've done for you? Have you not seen the grace and the mercy I've shown for you? Have you not seen what I've brought you through from danger sin? and unseen have you not seen all that I've accomplished in your life and all I'm asking you to do is love me who are you the world has constantly told you that God is not real the world has constantly told you why serve Jesus he's he's just some blue-eyed blonde-haired white person but know the God that I serve the Jesus that I serve is not bound by color Jesus that I serve is not bound by race Jesus that I serve is not bound by any of that and I'm serving him because he lives because he died for me because he gave his life for me, because he shed his blood for me, and because he showed me a heart of grace. And 
I got to operate with the same thing in my life, that, that I got to operate in the same manner, and I got to operate in the same understanding that I move with the heart of grace. Who am I dealing with right now? God loves you so much, and God cares about you so much, that, his heart of, that this heart of grace is afforded to you, that this heart of grace he's giving you without w without any kind of thing that you can do to get it to give it back to him except love him do you love him do you love him this morning do you care enough to say god here's my life here's my here's my all in all here's everything that i am i'm not worthy i'm not capable of being perfect but who I am is right here. Who I am is right here in the midst. Who I am, who I am is in the midst of this season, in the midst of my life. And as you can hear, you hear the ambulance going. That, that's where we are right now in an emergency situation where God is saying, I'm stretch, outstretching my hand. My emergency, my emergency vehicle is pulling up for you. Will you get in? Will you get in and will you love me? Will you love me? Will you love me beyond measure? Will you love me beyond all that you've gone through? Will you love me beyond all? all the measures that you've been through in your life. Will you love me? Will you love me and show me who I am in your life, who I can be in your life? It doesn't mean that you're going to have the perfect life. But the grace of God, the wisdom of God, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is right here for you. I don't know about you, but at this moment, a lot of us simply need peace. A lot of us simply need grace. If you think about what happened last night, if you think about all that's gone on in your life to this point, if you don't see the grace that's been over your life, I think you got closed eyes right now. But I do want to pray with you, and we're going to get out of here. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, God, for this worship. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to draw closer to you. And God, no matter where we are in our life right now, we see the opportunity to see you for who you are. You're our God. You're our Lord and Savior. You're our everything. And the grace and mercy that has followed us, even when we were in wrong, even when we were in error, we simply thank you for now, God, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that does not know you, that does not have a relationship with you, we ask you, God, right now to meet them in this place right now, God. For someone thought about last night and the grace you showed them last night, even though they did not know you. And they're understand, they came to a point of understanding today that God has been looking out for me ever since I was born. Ever since I was a child, 
because of a relationship that maybe my grandmother had, my grandfather had, my aunt or uncle, my mother or my father may have had. But that relationship, I want it right now. I want it not just for me, but for my seed. So God, come into my life and change my life so the direction of my life can change. Lord, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, that he is the true and living son of God, of the living God, that he was God personified in the flesh, and that he came and died for my sins. And not only died, but he rose again. If that's you, <laughs> make that confession. Number two, if you're backslidden, you walked away from God. And God's hand was still over your life. God's hand was still over your family. And now you're realizing why. Because he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But now you're realizing that it's time for you to get back in right relationship. God said, make that confession. Let me know that you're inviting me to have full rule and reign over your life once again. Number three, if you desire healing for your body, the Bible declares that healing is the children's bread. Healing of your mind, healing of your spirit, healing of your body. We believe God is a healer. We believe that he can heal you from your past, from your hurt, from your bitterness, from your brokenness, from that divorce, from, from those that, that, that cast you out. We believe that God can heal you from it. We believe that, that by faith he can change and shift your life. But faith without works. So there's something you have to do. You have to first believe and then you have to, be, then you have to put work behind your belief. If that's you, this is your opportunity. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, number four, if you have not received the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that Jesus said, I will send one after me that will come that will be your, your guide and your comforter. He will bring power from on high. That power that changes lives. That You can't do it by yourself. You need power. You need an untarnished power. A power that is not subject to the world's standards, but a power that is subject, that walks divinely with God the Father. He's in three parts. And number four, if you're looking for a ministry, to, or number five, if you're looking for a ministry to partner with, Liberty Christian Church International is here. Now I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, those that are a part of our listening audience. I'm going to ask you to ask somebody that's around you those same questions. Do you need any of those? You're going to be the ambassadors. You're going to be the ambassadors. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, you know the season, you know the time, you know the place that we're in. And, God, we ask you right now to enter into every home, enter in every heart, enter in every mind, enter in every person that's listening under the sound of my voice. God, you know what they need. Whether they're outside of this building right now listening whether they're inside the building listening, whether they're in their streets listening, you know what they need. 
Your word declares that you will be a God that never left us nor forsake us. You said in your, in your word that in those last days that you will pour out your spirit upon us. That old men would dream dreams and young men would see visions. So God, right now we ask that you release your anointing, release your favor, release your spirit into those that are listening. Cause change in lives. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Once again, we apologize for our technical difficulties earlier. And we just believe God is going to do an amazing thing. He's going to do an awesome thing in our life, in your life. If you want to sow into Liberty Christian Church International as we close out our broadcast, there are plenty of ways that you can sow. Right now, you see it on your screen right now. At the bottom of my screen, you can cash app us at Liberty Church MD or text our number 202-599-2033. It will text the word give to that and it will tell you how you can give that way. These proceeds are going to build the kingdom. These proceeds are going to, uh, to, to help out with, like I told you, our uh, Thanksgiving drive, um, feeding people at the homeless shelter. You are sowing into fertile ground. And we're not just looking for you to sow monetarily. We're looking for you to sow personally. We're looking for you to sow your time, your talents, your gifts, your resources, your income. We're looking for you to become a part of our ministry, become a part of our family for real, because we're not just a ministry. We're a family. And this family is growing. I don't want you to look back 20 years from now and say, Liberty was there and I wanted to be a part of it. Even though 20 years from now, you'll have the opportunity then. But we want you to be a part of it now. You can find our website at www.lccimd.org. You can reach us on Facebook. Send us an inbox. Follow our church page. Follow us on social media. And I'm giving you all this because it's time to go. And I want you to know that God has not forgotten you. He's given you a heart of grace because he is grace. He is mercy. He is love. And because he loves you, so do we. I love you with the love of God. As always, live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Be blessed and have a wonderful day.